Thanks for listening to The Balance with Cal Ness on the Midwest Flyways channel. Please be sure to leave us a review on Apple and Spotify and shoot us a message and let us know what you want to hear us talk about. There's new episodes every week and you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast. This is The Balance with Cal Ness. I am your host, Cal Ness, and I am super pumped because I have some really cool plans coming up um, with the boys, me, Joey, and Connor. I've been packing pretty much all day, and by the time you guys hear this, uh, we will be in North Dakota. Um, Super, super excited to get out there. Uh, We have a couple of buddies out there right now, and it sounds like things are looking pretty good. Um, Saskatchewan is supposed to get some snow this Sunday, uh, which would have been probably a couple days ago now for you guys listening to this, which means hopefully like right now, while you guys are listening to this, things are going really good in North Dakota. Uh, we got a big group of guys going out there. So it's me, uh, Joey, Connor, uh, we have Ben from Onyx, Wade Shoemaker, Nick Marsilio, um, and the 24-7 guys. <clears throat> so we are meeting up with the two F7 dudes, and they have never hunted uh, this northern part of the country. So it's going to be kind of a crazy experience, I hope, for them. I hope the birds are just on fire. I hope things are amazing, and I hope those guys are out there having like the best time that they possibly could. I want them to see thousands of mallards in dry fields. Uh, I mean, these guys, they hunt timber. <clears throat> so, you know, timber hunting is obviously much, much different from uh, what we do here in Minnesota and field hunting and, and hunting big water. Um, we have a huge group. It's like 15 guys so i'm a little bit interested to see exactly how we'll be able to split the groups up or if we'll be able to find a couple of good fields that we can all hunt together but as you know i mean well anyone that's listening that hunts i mean hiding 15 guys is it's a lot of people um so definitely definitely an interesting an interesting thing i'm super excited just to hang out with those guys and be able to um hopefully put them on some really cool hunts while they're up here. Uh, They're doing some awesome stuff. If you guys are not following them, you need to be. Um, Go follow 24-7 Hunt on pretty much any channel. They have some really, really cool stuff. They're always working on new stuff. Uh, Yeah, I mean, major respect to those dudes. Um, Definitely doing it right, building a great authentic following of people that really actually want to hunt. So for sure, go check those guys out. Um, I'm bringing the boat, uh, me and Joey mostly brought, we brought most of like the decoys. Um, we're bringing a frames, some lucky duck, a frames, lucky ducks. Uh, we brought a bunch of blinds. Um, yeah. And it's, it's been a team effort to get it all together. Nick and Wade and, uh, Renar and everybody, we've all definitely been planning this and putting the pieces together. And all you can do now, obviously is just go out there and hope that it's a successful hunt. Um, but yeah, Joey brought out a ton of dive bombs with him. Um, I'm dragging my boat out there, which for those of you that don't know, just a beauty of a boat. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. 
It's like a 1970s Lund, 17 and a half foot fish ski boat. When I got it, I totally thought I was going to tear a ton of it apart and rebuild a whole bunch of pieces to it. And now that I've got it, it's like perfect. You know, it's just the perfect boat. And I love having the windshield. Uh, it's perfect it's because when you're out on like big water, and this is what really spurred me to go buy like this boat, you know, Joey had his big mud boat and to be like Frank, you know, here there's so few places where you re- like maybe not that I wouldn't have another mud boat because <clears throat> they're super nice and hunting like little backwater channels and all that. I mean, you just can't get away with pretty much anything, but you know, some, sometimes in current, you know, certain situations, but for a lot of the hunting that we do, you're in Minnesota at least, you're on like big water if you're hunting water or even like, you know, what a lot of people consider up here like a pond, you know, is like a small lake. Um, I mean, most of these places, you can put a boat in. Um, and when I got this boat, I bought it in a trailer park, okay? So I went to the trailer park and I, I bought it from this guy and he was going to have it cleaned out and ready for me. And when we got there, this is a funny story and I don't know if I've actually told this or not. When we got there, this guy was for sure sleeping still. And it was like 8 or 9 a.m. on a weekend. And knocked on the door. He comes to the door. Um, and I look in the boat. And it's literally his beer trash can. I mean, this guy had just, for like probably a couple of years, had just been like drinking beers in the yard and just tossing them in this boat. So, um, needless to say, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of shit in here that I'm going to have to clean out before we can take this thing home. And on top of that, you know, we wanted to just see kind of what the compression was like, um, if things were going to be able to be fixed. And my buddy Phil came with, my dad came with, um, you know, we tried to start it. It wouldn't start, but compression was good. So we felt pretty good about it. Spark plugs weren't too bad. Um, And so it just seemed like, yeah, we can get this motor going. Uh, The boat, like I said, it's like this beautiful tan and brown, 19 like 79 i want to say lund and it's got like a 1975 uh johnson 85 horse on it and so which is a that's that's a big motor you know and i was a little worried so we ended up going there i bought this boat got a screaming deal on it like so cheap um but you know we had to get this motor going phil and i worked on the motor a little bit and it just wouldn't get going phil is my coworker, by the way Um, and anyway, uh, you know, ended up taking it in to the Marina. They worked on it. It was a couple hundred bucks. They got it running great. The thing is just mint. It's so beautiful. I power washed the whole thing out and cleaned it out, took out one of the seats. It has like those back to back, like captain's chair seats or whatever that are in all those old ski boats. So took out one set of that. And then man, other than that though, it's got the open front bow thing is just perfect and taking that out on big water has made like such a big difference in my comfortability because there's a lot of big water here that if the wind gets going and it's kind of sketchy you're in trouble man like it's it sucks um and you you can be pretty freaked out i know we've told stories on this podcast before of us hunting in previous years with different boats like small boats and little john boats and stuff and the wind picks up and it's pretty sketchy, man. Like you really got to be careful, especially if you're hunting big water here in Minnesota. I mean, some of these lakes produce some serious, uh, some serious white caps or, you know, big waves that it sucks. 
And so I love that this boat is just a brick shit house. It honestly, the other thing was it floats in like eight inches of water. I know that's crazy. Big ass, heavy boat, 85 horse Johnson on it floats in like eight inches of water. It's, it's honestly awesome. Um, one of the best choices I think that, that we made was just to go to like a big fishing boat, essentially. It's just safe, man. It's totally safe. You don't have to worry about anything. So bringing that out there and then that way, if we get on a, you know, a big water hunt or a great water hunt or something, we got a boat. If we have to shuttle guys, we'll shuttle guys. But honestly, my boat can probably put like, I don't know, five or six guys in it for sure. So it should only be a couple of trips. And yeah, man, we are, I'm super pumped. So if you're listening, we're in North Dakota right now, um, hunting, hanging out, really excited to be there and, and hope that we have a sick week. All right, let's roll into our next topic, a hot topic. I know I complained about it a few weeks ago on the balance and Canada, you know, was being super annoying with the vaccine mandate and also with not letting people bring birds back. And they said it was for avian flu concerns, literally the dumbest thing ever. These birds migrate. I know I brought all this up. Well, guess what? Canada has backtracked. They have lifted the vaccine mandate and you can now bring your birds back home with you. So congrats to Canada for being really bad at sticking to what is real or makes sense or even using logic to make decisions in the first place. And yeah, I'm pumped. I'm really excited that Canada has shaped shaped up, has figured it out. Canada, thank you. And this makes me absolutely feel like I need to go to Canada next year. So going to be planning that trip for sure. Need to go, have never been to Canada, um, and have hunted all over the U.S., and it's just time, you know. There's too many... There's too many birds. There's too many birds in Canada, and I've never experienced it firsthand, and I think that I need to do that. So Joey and I were just talking um, about getting a trip together. So, hey, if you have any suggestions or anything, DM us, message us, let us know what you think we should do um, about next year going to Canada, because we would like to really start planning that trip for sure. Um, There are a lot of people uh, in Canada that are obviously great, great outfits and guides and service, you know, guide services. But, um, you know, whether it's DIY or whatever, definitely want to hear your guys thoughts and ideas. Joey and I are hot on Canada for sure next year, especially now, like I said, they're using logic, making real logical decisions. And now you can go there freely and bring birds back. So, you know, it makes sense to go to Canada now for sure. All right, guys, next up, we're going to do a quick phone call. I want to check in. We're going to check in with my brother, Micah. He is an avid hunter, uh, a great duck hunter, and one of my very best friends, obviously, being my brother. And he's a wild man. So let's ring him up and see if we can get a, if we can get a quick update on the, uh, on the mountain migration. All right, we're calling my brother, Micah. Get a, let's get into the scouting report. What's going on, man? Micah. How you doing, buddy? Wow. Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. What you up to? Watching some terrible football. Watching some terrible football, huh? Yeah. This has got to be like the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. We're live now, huh? Yeah, we're live recording right now. Micah, you are on the pod. Welcome to The Balance. 
Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, thanks for having your brother over here, man. Right, dude. Yeah, had to have the bro on. Guys, we are live with Micah Ness, who's located in a totally different part of the country. Micah, what's what's the scouting report on Mallard Roof? It's hot. Really? It's, it's hotter than ever. Here's what I'm saying, man. We're I mean, we're within five years of a nuke. So I'm thinking when that happens, this roof's gonna be I'm gonna set the blind up. I mean, I think it's gonna be money. Yeah, tell us about the uh, Mallard Roof, the Mallard Motel, as we like to call it, per se. Mallard Motel. This is, this is just classic High Rockies. High Rockies, Mallards. I mean. Yeah, they live on the roof. Would, you know, they just, they're just not up there. The only Mallards in town live on a roof on a motel. Correct. Yeah. That's dope. Does that guy feed them, or what is, what's going on there? He feeds them. Yeah, he feeds Yeah, them. so it's like a corn toss every day, and they just live there. It's bad. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying, man. You come back from and you drive downtown, there's your limit. <laughs> Dude. Dude, that's got to be the most frustrating feeling in the world, chasing ducks around in a town where they only live on a roof at a motel. They've camped yeah, up did. at that motel, bro. But but we shot a limit. We shot a three man limit the other week on the opener. Yeah, dude. Opener went good for you guys. Yeah, man. Opener was good. Yeah, what did, what were you hunting? Was it water? Yeah. Yeah, big water, pretty much just a, a big lake. And uh Was yeah, it like a mountain lake? Um it's up there. I wouldn't say it's a like a high alpine lake, but it's, But you're um, like you're hunting a lake and the views are mountains. Oh yeah, they're sweet. Elk, elk ripping bugles, bright and early coyotes. Really, you were in duck blind listening to elk. Oh yeah, dude. Elk all. I mean, you're surrounded in a basin of mountains, so it's you hear elk ripping bright and early. You got a hundred coyotes just screaming at like six a.m. It's absurd. That's uh, the elk thing would be the elk thing would be so sick, and that's why I'm always like, we need to come home with you, because dude. Oh my God! Like, good. We're we're two days. We're two days away from uh, my first elk hunt. I'm so jazzed. Yeah, bro. And so, so, are you skipping duck hunting to elk hunt? Oh yeah. 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 So okay, like, what's the what's the process? Because I thought about it today. I was thinking about it, and it's like, I wouldn't. I don't know the first thing about hunting big game for the most part. And so, what's like? How have you like learned and figured it out? I got a lot of friends, you know, I got a lot of friends that, that do this around here and I've always wanted to take that step into it, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton to, ton to learn, man. It's similar to waterfowl though. It's like, you know, you're scouting for them. You're, you're seeing what their habits are, where they're going one day, where they're going to feed, where they're going to, to rest or where they're going to sit for the day. I mean, it's, it's all similar. It's crazy. I'm out, I'm out scouting this spot last weekend and i just i'm like dude this is where i'm going for opener like this is all kinds of sign like you know what i get up on this little ridge where i know i got a good shot i'm like i'm building a blind like my inner inner water father just came out i'm building a fucking blind yes just a makeshift blind in that spot yeah yeah so So dude i'm learning so much there's so much and there's so much country and it's such a big unit and and you know there's so many units and inside of a, a state itself it's it's overwhelming man it's there's no words and i'm i don't know a thing 
Yeah. I know enough to go out there with a rifle and shoot something, but yeah, yeah, dude, there's just so much, you know, from, from, from when, you know, they can smell you. Right. Yeah. That's a big can. one. That's a big difference. They can hear you too. Yep. They can smell you. They can hear you. Ducks. It's just like chilling with the boys until the ducks. Come. Yeah. Like you're cooking bacon. It's yeah. Like, oh, this will burn, man. Yeah, exactly, man. It's that's what I love about duck hunting. But I also oh, like as I'm getting older, like there is something inside me too that also wants to have that experience of like big game hunting and yada yada. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of oh, interesting. Because like we grew up fishing a lot, but like we didn't do a lot of hunting really. Like we, that wasn't like a tradition of ours growing up. For sure. But definitely has kind of Yeah, become, I mean I was yeah. the first one in the family to duck hunt, you know. You were dude. Do that's that's crazy, huh? That is kind of crazy. Yeah, man. I'm kind of crazy wild. like that. You are kind of you're you're wild, man. A little bit of a wild guy. We like that about you. Dude, uh, this football though, the football is bad on Thursday nights. Thursday night we football, and I don't know what it is that like Jeff Bezos did to get himself into such a pile of shit contract right. with games because he's, he's got so much that, money. I am. I am because holy shit. Uh, Here's the thing I am. KJF. <laughs> yeah. Packers Packers lost, Vikes win. It was a good weekend, man. Pack lost, Vikes win. That is a big weekend for sure for the boys. Do you still get the Vikes games out there or how do you actually watch that? Man, it's tough. I just buy I just buy YouTube TV. Ooh. Um it just it's it doesn't work all the time for the, the Vikings games. I get other games. The cord cutting game has definitely changed, but also like I feel I feel like it's just getting just as expensive as cable was in the first place. So you're telling me I could just plug in a cable in my TV and get a few free channels? Is that is that still a thing? They still do that? Are you asking me if you can use an antenna <laughs> to watch TV still? Just kidding. You certainly can, and they are free actually. I think people don't know that. I think actually when I told I you that last week, you didn't know that was true. Actually. I know. That was kind of the point of me bringing it up. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Last week, my Micah was like, uh, yeah, man, I don't know these games. It's just I finally got YouTube TV. I'm like, bro, why don't you just go buy an antenna? And he's like, huh? Yeah, an antenna. You can still do that? Yeah, man. They still <laughs> broadcast that shit. <laughs> That's wild, man. It actually is, dude. This is the it world. It was crazy back then, huh? Shit was crazy, bro. You didn't have to pay for anything, dude. Damn. You didn't have to pay for shit, bro. It was just like, you want to watch TV? That shit's free. Don't worry about it. They still do that, though. Just the local channel. wild. Though. It is. I'm learning. Hey, I'm learning, man. But you yeah. know what? Hey, Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Dude, Russell Wilson's ass, bro. He's so bad. He's so bad, so bad, but not as bad as Carson Wentz. Because, my God, Carson Wentz is bad. And I don't know what he's the hell been, happened. He's been bro. bad, bro. Bro, he's he took bad. him to he took the Eagles to a Super Bowl, and he's like he literally looks like he's playing high school football out there. He can't make a single throw on time. It's it's not good for the Commanders because the whole name change thing. Dan Snyder is kind of a douchebag, and now um, you know their quarterback's terrible, and they owe him like sixty yep. million dollars still. Hey, that's right. Hey, that's right. That's right. Did you see his Subway commercial? No. You didn't? It's no, called the, the Danger Park. Witch. His sandwich is called the Danger Witch, and the best part is there's nothing dangerous about it. It's got, like, ranch on it. 
like it's like it's like a ham and cheese. It's for sure like a turkey and cheese with like like I think Chipotle ranch on it. Sure. Less ride. That's and crazy, man. Also, did you see how good he is at at faking his uh, handshakes? <laughs> no. You didn't? You didn't see no. the footage of him at practice when he comes out of the practice tunnel? There's nobody around. It's just him. And he puts his hands out like he's getting high fives from fans as oh, he runs man. out of the tunnel. That's a red flag. Hey dude, that's when you're big, practicing when you're practicing high flag. fives, you might be a robot. That's a big and NPC? MP dude, he is an NPC, bro. Unplayable character. It's not good. He's just there. He's just there, dude. He's there. He's okay, but he's just there. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, man. Yes, okay, so Saturday, you got to wake up really early? Yeah, dude, showtime. What time is, like, really early? Is it, like, waterfall early or, like? It's funny because I get up earlier for ducks. Obviously. For sure. <laughs> you know? That's what I was going to say. You're probably thinking you're sleeping in. I think, and that's, I think next year I'm not doing that shit. I'm done with it, dude. I We showed up so early this year. Man, I've been and, there. I've been there a hundred times. And then it, the first person shows up at five forty-five. It's like we got oh, ten yeah. minutes. Oh, word. Okay, <laughs> dude. Yeah. The thing Come is, though, then. the thing is, though, I feel like then there are times where you do get you get fucked. Totally. And then you don't have. So the we spot. can swear on this thing. Oh yeah, dude. That's Bro, crazy, this is man. is it really? Say a swear word, dude. No, feel it so, out. Just... Shit, ass. Hey. Sorry. Might be. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, but yeah, I'll probably get out there about four-ish. Four. A little bit of a hike. It's going to wow. be about a two-mile hike and then kind of get my spot. And Do you have people, I'm like, on the ready in case you shoot an elk to help you pack it out? I'm going with a couple guys, so we kind of got a little zone. I think we're going to do craziest. You're not hunting together, craziest. though. Like, you're hunting the same area but separately? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Craziest yep. what, though? Just... There's this place to park. I mean, it's just a fiasco. This, this place where we can hunt, where it's national forest, and there's this pullout. There's a couple pullouts, but really only one for this spot. Um, and this this lady just complained. She's written written notes. My, my buddy was up there archery hunting, and she written wrote notes on his car and in a pullout, you know. And she's saying a sheriff's been notified. All this stuff of what though? Put, for exactly, yeah, dude. She just complained so many times. They just like have to listen almost. Wow, that's <laughs> so okay. they they put this sign up this weekend. I went there a lot, you know, on Saturday and or Sunday morning, and they put this this sign up. I guess Sunday Monday, and so there's no parking and pullout. So I was like, screw it. I'm I called the sheriff today, and he cleared it all up. He said they're ripping that damn sign out next week. No shit. So they didn't put it in. Yeah, she's like, this lady has complained hundreds of times, and they just no, they put it in, and he's like, they're gonna take it out. No way. Yeah, dude, crazy. And he's like, I'm I, you know, I'm really sorry, man. I talked to this lady. Like, I get it. I get where you're coming from and your buddy. And um, if she harasses any of you guys, you give me a call and I'm going to come out there and write her ticket. Oh, holy like, shit. Lady, like, but, like, why did they put not, the sign up, bro? Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was done by the county and everything. And he's like, yeah, they're going to go out there and rip it out. They have no jurisdiction to do that. And oh, like, like, oh so the county the did it. This is the sheriff of the county, so just super cool, man. I'm like, oh, you got my boat. We got elections coming up. You got it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Damn. Um, 
And he's like, yeah, we're going to rip that sign out. And I was like, well, you can wait a week too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, here's a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Remember, remember when all those crazy hippies came to town for that uh, collective forest thing? <laughs> the Rainbow Festival. The Rainbow Festival. <laughs> um, how did that turn out? Well, did they come? A couple of people died, so I mean, are you fucking serious? Could, could have been a little better. No way, people died. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, there was a dude that died out there. Yeah, I think there was a couple. Man, no, there was for sure one, and it's weird. The whole thing was weird around it, like. His sister had all of his belongings and he was missing for like four months and they found his they found his skeleton up there like a month ago, dude. I'm not kidding. I wish I was lying to you, but this is No he was missing. His sister had all his belongings. I don't know whatever came of it. It's it's I think it's ongoing, but pretty weird scenario and some dude found a skull up there and it was his. Do they think that and, he got like murdered or do they think he like dude, overdosed? His, his head was his head was not in the same place as his body, but what? There's, a lot of there's a lot of animals. So it's, hard Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like if he got, if it's a skeleton, then obviously animals exactly. ate him away. So like, yeah, I mean, who knows what dragged his body where and such. Yeah. But damn, but so, but yeah, okay. I so I, I know that the like town, and... the town residents weren't super pumped about this whole thing. So now they must just be like absolutely livid or, no, no, I don't think they really care. No, I mean, like, that the guy died up there that, like... Because here's the thing. Could they have done anything to stop this? I mean, they had... They had, you know, police presence and stuff. I mean, it's just... I'm not sure you really understand who these people are. I don't, dude. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a next-level look. I mean, it's... They're a next-level what? Look. You know, happy. Sure. What is what does that mean? What do they do? Well, I don't know. They they don't shave. That's for sure. Okay. All right. I feel like that was old school. I, mean, I don't know, man. They just they, they're. You ever been to a Grateful Dead concert? No. See, I don't know how else to explain it then. So it's Rainbow Festival people that go to Grateful Dead concerts. Yeah. Well, I don't want to Say put yes. a bad name on the Grateful Dead people because they're really good people, man. I yeah, think yeah. it's a different group. But I'm, are like, the Rainbow Festival people not good people? Some of them, yeah. I mean, there's always some bad people. Right. Even you at know? Grateful Dead concerts, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But not that I've seen. Not that last you've had tour. the chance the last to know. Tour, man. The last tourist here, the Dead & Co. Yeah. Do you feel like because of your experiences with the hippie world, you maybe could have had a little bit more reasoning with the Rainbow Festival folks? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Because you've seen up. the Grateful Dead concerts, so you're like, I know what you guys are about. Oh. Yeah, like, I know what you guys are like. I know how to deal with them. Yeah. And how is that? Gently. Gentle. Yeah, a gentle caress. Not so much a stern. Don't be aggressive, man. Yeah, not how we got raised, per se. You know, more of a stern, like, you, you know, you take responsibility for your actions. These people, they're not so much interested in that. Different life, brother. Different life, yeah. You've been in Minnesota too long. You gotta get out and explore. Get out and explore. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure actually if I do. It depends, I guess, how you look at it. Radman's in California, and he said that the Rainbow Festival people would be welcome there anytime because the people that currently live there are even crazier. And I believe that. They don't shave, but it's because they forgot to. It wasn't on purpose. So that's bad. 
Right. Yeah. Dangerous, dude. I'm headed out to North Dakota next week. That's sweet. Yeah, I'm Back pretty up pumped. To the cabin or with some people or what? Um, no, not the cabin. Uh, we're going to North Dakota, so we're kind of oh, freelancing, yeah. and we're yeah, meeting up with a bunch of dudes. Um, actually, we're meeting up with the guys from Twenty Four Seven Hunt. Sweet. Yeah, so the Twenty Four Seven Hunt guys. Yeah, Do they shoot mallards on roofs out there? Uh, in North Dakota. No, man, they don't have to. There's like, um, you know, thousands of mallards cup, in fields. They don't cup into the silos. They don't. Yeah, they don't actually out there. Weird. It's a very, it's a weird breed. Totally that, different. Yeah, right. That's the crazy thing about you got hunting. Totally different birds, man. Totally different birds. Like everywhere you go, the birds act different. They just are different. The birds that the the mallards that you're hunting are, that's just a very rare breed per se. Sure. You think anyone's ever shot any of the roof mallards where you live? No, I think they just feed them. Yeah. But, like I said, man, when the world ends, you bet your ass I'm going to have a four-man blind up there. We're going to be shooting lunatics all day. Yeah. All God, day. that's sick. Oh, yeah. Until it's they realize that sick. hotel motel mallard is not so good anymore. Well, it'll blow out quick, but we'll get our limit one day for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You got to have roof mallard limit at least once in your life if you live there mm-hmm. forever. Agreed. All right, buddy. Well, hey, dude. Thank you for coming on. I'm. I'm. I hey. think the people are going to be pumped about this. Do you have something else? No. I just. I'll, I guess I'll get back to watching this terrible game and. Good yeah. What's it, man? Thanks for having me on. Thank um, you for thank you for taking up some of my time while this game is going on. It's so bad that yeah. I'm not sure I actually do want to watch anymore. Is this the, one of those nights where you like go to a I movie? I better get back to it. Yeah. Uh huh. You gonna watch some Harry Potter tonight? Or might have to, bro. Yeah, I've been on a Ghostbusters grind. Ooh, whoa, dude! Yeah. Where do you stream dude, that? Great. Well, I don't know. We got it all. I don't know what, which one it's on. It's on one of the like ten that we have. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, dude. Well, so, so you're telling me I could just get a cable and hook it into my TV, and then like, I'll get a couple of free ones? Yeah, bro. That's wild, Sylvanie. Though they kind of is. Dude, did you do but, that yet? Because I told you to do it, and you said you were going to buy it. It's like a twenty dollars Amazon. I tried it. It just didn't work. What didn't work? I just don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It just didn't work. Okay. I kind of feel like I wanted to hear about it though. At this point, like I just you didn't sort try of that hard. I just tried to hook up to a cable that went to an antenna out in my backyard, and it didn't work. Which makes uh, sense. <laughs> it makes okay. sense why it wouldn't work. Yeah. But, Here's what I would do if it was me. Buy the $20 Amazon one I sent you the link to, and right. then hook it into the back of your TV, and then do a channel scan. Yeah, it's, man. Well, I've, I've almost seen enough to burn those for the year. I won't lie. So, question. Do you know what a channel scan is? Now you're That's, getting into some really weird witchcraft shit. This man. is the first time you've ever heard that, isn't it? Channel scan. Channel scan. Holy shit. Dude. Uh... Us old people, we may not know all the newest, coolest trends, but we damn sure don't pay for local cable. <laughs> I can tell you that much, buddy. Damn. Yeah. So I can watch the weather channel all day for free. Literally. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, bro. I am telling I am literally telling you that. And Jerry and, Springer? Yep, Jerry Springer's probably Jerry on during Springer? the day. Yeah, I, right. I, I haven't I, watched I do remember I remember it. Yep. See, dude? See, you remember. Wheel of Fortune at night. Man, like, we grew up on Jerry Springer. That's why this generation just will never understand these upcoming kids, man. They're yeah. never going to be right. 
You didn't watch enough Jerry Springer. And Maury. Yeah. Jerry and Maury. Springer, Jerry Springer. Yeah, Maury, Jerry Springer Maury pretty for crazy. The girls, but you, well, you you start. You start. Watch Jerry Springer. You start the day with Maury break in the crazy, <laughs> and then and then you move on to the Jerry Springer show, and that's when that's when the day really gets lit. <laughs> that's when that's when the boys start wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Maury is. There's no fighting on Maury. It's just like angry people who don't want their baby, and then you go to Jerry Springer, and then no, it's the boys like. Want to play. Yeah. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. <laughs> hey, boys don't play. hate the player, hate the game. Remember that. Yeah. Don't forget it. Write that down. Yep. All right, bro. All right, hey, man. I love you, man. Love you too. Good to talk to you. See ya. You bye. All right, guys. That was a quick check in with again my brother Micah Ness. Guy is an absolute wild man, unbelievable. Love him, and and pumped for him. Um, update since this phone call as well. Since this podcast, Micah has shot an elk. So hey, meats in the freezer. Very pumped for him. His first elk, um, and I'm really excited to see kind of what he does with the elk hunting thing in the future. I've always wanted to like. I've always thought to myself at some point like I would deer hunt or maybe big game hunt. Uh, but you know, I'm in Minnesota. It's, I mean, you could deer hunt here obviously, but no big game really. So have not gotten into that, but maybe someday and maybe now I'll rely on Micah to show me the ropes a little bit. All right, let's do a quick deep dive here. Um, I want to talk about a topic that is definitely important to me and you guys probably know this about me, but it's just kind of a quick reminder for you guys. I think sometimes we get so caught up in like the idea that we want to shoot all these, shoot a limit, you know, shoot all these birds. And that's what the hunt is really, you know, I think that's what we think in our heads. That's what the hunt is about. So we go out there and it's all about, you know, filling a bag limit for the day. Um, And really none of that's true. You know, when I like look back at some of my favorite hunts, of course you remember, you know, great bird days or you know, a really, really cool, um, hunt where you just pile them up. Obviously that's amazing. But some of my favorite hunts that I remember are not about the birds. You know, a lot of the time, a lot of the hunts that I like look back on and remember the moment that I remember from each hunt is not when we shot, you know, 42 mallards or whatever it was. It's, it's that, uh, you know, my, my buddy, who knows, you know, tripped and fell and, and went over the water, went over his waiter line you know, and we had to, and it sucked, you know, for him or something. It was hilarious. Who knows? Um, you know, somebody shit their pants, probably Joey. Joey probably shit his pants. You know, that's hilarious. You remember that moment. Um, I remember like every year hunting with my brothers, um, when they're home, uh, right around Thanksgiving or like the day of like on Thanksgiving. I remember a hunt specifically a couple years ago, uh, with my brothers on, on Thanksgiving. And we did not shoot a whole lot. Like, it wasn't some epic, crazy hunt. But it was just perfect, you know? Like, the, it was it was 31 degrees. There was ice on the cattails. Just a tiny, tiny sheet layer of ice that we were breaking up. Uh, you know, common eiders were, were coming through our spread. Um, big green mallards. I, just like that. It's the whole hunt together, you know, that you remember. And I think sometimes we get caught up in like trying to just make sure we go out there and shoot a bunch of birds that we sort of forget that like the rest of the hunt is the journey and the process that makes it all super cool too. 
And that's what you remember, you know, looking back. You remember those funny moments or those crazy, you know, hunting situations. You know, what, whatever it is. Sometimes you get yourself into a little bit of a pickle. You know, you've, you've got water coming into the boat, uh, you know, big waves. Like, just like I talked about with the boat. I mean, all these situations, like, that's why you're out there. You know, you can't go make those memories if you're not out hunting. And those memories are, are separate of, you know, the amount of birds you shot. And that's half of why we love hunting. Like, whether, whether you're all about shooting birds or not, because you guys know I'm much more, I'm, I'm definitely more of like a, a storyteller. Like, I like, I like the whole story of the hunt together. That's what makes it great. Joey, definitely more focused on, like, having a great hunt in terms of the birds. But when I talk with Joey about it, you know, when you reminisce, um, like even Joey, Joey will tell you, like he, he thinks about all that, that little stuff too. And, and no matter who you are, it has to be part of the reason that you love waterfall hunting. And if it's not, I, I don't know if you really do love waterfall hunting because there's obviously, and people ask us this all the time, you know, how many times when you go out to film or whatever, are you super successful? And I would say, you know, even even uh, like going out we have tons of hunts that aren't that great you know we have tons of terrible hunts you know you get skunked like that that stuff happens to everybody you know but you still remember those hunts like you still remember those different pieces to it so you know maybe just if the, if i can give you anything if if i can give you anything to take away from you know this episode just enjoy the moment, man. Like, be out there and really be immersed in what you're doing. You know, this is a tradition that's been going on in a heritage from our past for, you know, years and years. And we are all super lucky to be a part of it. And you're carrying on something that's definitely bigger than you. So just keep that in mind, you know. Like, go out on that hunt. Enjoy the hunt. You know, not the pile. The pile is cool. But it's part of the hunt. And the hunt is that whole, the whole experience of it together. So soak in those little moments and, and definitely think about them. All right, let's do a weekly wrap up here. I am obviously leaving today to go to North Dakota. This episode will come out. I'll be in North Dakota. So I wanted to do just a little, this is like just my brain unpacking for a duck trip. Okay, and if it helps anybody, um, that's great. But I think that it's interesting because you see so many different styles of people and the way they hunt and pack and, and whatever. Like Joey, as you guys know, really not that organized per se. Uh, I'm definitely more of an organized person. I feel like I can be a little bit of a hybrid because I don't need everything to be perfectly organized. I just, you know, I like things to be a little bit organized. So here's a few tips. Here's a few things that I do, like the way that the way that I process packing for a trip. So number one, I will say this in the last couple of years, I've started using these compression bags and they do make it, they make a huge difference, just a huge difference. So like the compression bags, you can get them like online, probably the easiest way to get them is online. And there's two different types. There's like the the ones with zippers on them, they're like fabric. And then there's some that are like the plastic bags. And if you're packing like a lot of stuff for going on a long trip, those big plastic compression bags that you can squeeze all the air out of, they really do make a big difference. They make it so you can pack so much more in your bag. 
And one thing that I've really gotten into when I'm packing for all this stuff is using like smaller bags inside of my bigger bags. So just to, just to try to like give you an idea. So like I brought for this, for this North Dakota trip, I'm bringing a backpack, like a waterproof Filson backpack. That's my, like my actual blind bag, right? So it's a bigger bag. And then I put all my hats and gloves and beanies and everything into a small RW Coolidge blind bag so that if I feel like I don't really want to carry my big blind bag out there for a day or if we're just going to like go walk for pheasants or something, I've got a little blind bag with me that has that stuff in it. So then I don't have to pack my hats and mittens and whatever just like thrown into a bag with the rest of my hunting stuff. And then I've got uh, like a big Filson duffel. It's a dry bag. That's what I put all my hunting stuff in. And that way it can go in and out of truck beds. It can go anywhere it needs to go. It's a dry bag. That's perfect. Uh, but in my blind bag, um, I've got some smaller bags. So I've got like dop kits, like travel dop kits with the zipper on them. And I've got one that has like electronics, camera batteries, um, all that stuff in it. One of those like dive bomb um, waterproof bags. And then I've got another, uh, bag in there that has just like random stuff that you put in your blind bag. So it's got like my, a knife, um, my license, you know, fireproof matches, like whatever, whatever the hell else it is that's in your blind bag that just kind of loosely floats around in there, sound gear, whatever. I put that all in another bag. And then usually in there, I've also got an, one of those RW Coolidge cinch bags with all my shells in it. And so this way, like, I've still got some room in there. Uh, I definitely feel like those, like, packing down into smaller bags inside of those bigger bags, everything is easier when it's organized like that. And it's not like I'm, like, if you look in there, it's not like everything's, like, neatly tied up or whatever in each of the little dop kit things. But just having them in there, that way it's not just a fucking mess in my backpack. And I use that same method like inside of pretty much all my packing. <clears throat> so I've got like in my big bag, I've got compression bags that have, you know, like all my hoodies or all my jeans or whatever. And then, dude, that way it just everything is easier. You need jeans. They're in this bag. You need, you know, your knife out of your blind bag. Well, it's in that dop kit or whatever just that zippered pouch. And so I don't know, man, I just, I find that to be super helpful. It's not that hard. It's, it just is like a catch all, you know, like this bag has all my random shit in it. This bag has all my gloves and hats in it. I don't know why it just works really good for me. Maybe I sound OCD right now. I don't know, but think about it, you know, try it if you want, if you feel like this would help you. Um, you know, I have a bag for all my camera stuff. Uh, and then obviously you've got, let's see, you got your regular clothes. So I've got like a backpack with all my regular clothes and like just whatever t-shirts and stuff when you're not hunting. Then I have all my hunting clothes and then a camera, a backpack with all the camera stuff. And so the more you can like break down, it makes it easier when you're basically living out of backpacks in my, in my personal experience, you know? So I don't know. I, I watch I watch some guys, you know, that just have everything kind of thrown into a bag and it just seems like it's just like mayhem for the whole week. And some guys are good with that. And if you are, then, you know, do you. But this is just just something to think about a little bit. 
Um, another thing this year, I'm going to bring two guns. Uh, I had a little bit of a technical difficulty with one of my guns last year, and I think what actually happened is I brought a 20 gauge, and then we couldn't find 20 gauge ammo, which that's not really an issue. Um, Migra is Migra can get you ammo, so I have ammo right now. And so that's that's all good, but still, I'm just going to bring the two guns. That way, if something goes wrong with one, I've got a backup, yada, yada. So, well, hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate your support always. Make sure that you leave us a review. Leave us a comment if there's anything you want to tell us about or that you want to hear us talk about. And we'll see you guys soon.